How we doing, everybody? And welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. I'm joined by Jacob Schrader. My name is Ryan B. Hebert, and today we've got some esports NFT and crypto news for you. But before we get started, a note about our sponsor, EMP.Money. Jacob? Yep. Yeah, EMP.Money, the greatest crypto platform in the history of crypto platforms. Uh, you know, we, you know, we've been talking about it for, for a while now, maybe five months. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been ups and downs, right? With any relatively risky crypto project, EMP has been up and it's been going off like crazy and it has been down. Um, but the good thing about EMP is, is the mechanics that are built in to mitigate sell pressure when we are down, right? So, you know, h- however familiar you are with liquidity pools and all that, you, you probably heard about Luna and how it basically tanked and went to zero. Yep. The biggest liquidity pool called Tomb went along with it. But, wow. you know, there was EMP with right better economics and a, a more gamified system. And we stayed strong. So Tomb died. Uh, they had over 400 million in TVL. And that is gone, right? We took a little bit of a hit, our peg, right, which is hopefully at exactly 1.01. Mm-hmm. It fell to about 0.78, right? Which is a hell of a lot better than 0.00001, uh, which, which <laughs> is what Luma, Luna went to. Wow. Um, but we're back to 0.93, mm-hmm. right? So you're basically, you know, if you're buying EMP right now, you're buying Ethereum at a 7% discount, right? And just given the fact that we're in crypto winter and EMP is surviving the way it is, is literally the most bullish sentiment you can have. Um, so if you're, you know, unsure about EMP, they actually have a completely free training academy that you can find on the website. The website is found at, you know, emp.money, right? That, you know, https slash emp.money. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful project that's pegged to Ethereum in, in really unique ways. Um, you know, you can get started by locking your currency, but you can also get started by, you know, keeping your currency liquid. Um, you know, liquid is probably a safer bet for, for new investors. Um, but, you know, they're a great sponsor of Zen Sports. They're a great protocol in general uh, and we're happy to have them a part of our family yeah big time big shout out to emp.money go check them out thank you so much jacob getting started today uh with our news we've got some spicy stuff this week as we returned last week we took a small break we're back this week starting off in a in a move that is not surprising to me jacob because bungie they've been really close with sony now for a while uh, Sony has officially acquired Bungie. We live in an age now where all of these, uh, you know, uh, game developers are just being bought up by some of the biggest names in gaming. And so, while Bungie was so big for Halo way back in the day with Microsoft, three four three Industries really took over Halo from them. Uh, was a studio brought in by Microsoft, and Bungie was like, "Okay, we're we're kind of done with you guys." You know, they still did deals and stuff with Microsoft in terms of Destiny, but. When Destiny came out, it was apparent that Sony was getting the better end of the stick in terms of special DLC, special deals, and all that. And now, uh, with this big deal coming out, Bungie being acquired by Sony, being bought, uh, being bought by them. I mean, this is a pretty big deal uh, in in the future. I mean, who knows what Bungie's next big game is going to be? For now, uh, they're still rocking Destiny Two. But I feel like there's got to be something coming down the pipeline in the next five to ten years that like is going to be a big exclusive for Sony because like the PS5 I mean I can't think of too many notable titles for the PS5 yeah. that are specifically for the PS5 compared to like the Xbox where like I mean Xbox Game Pass and Sony Game Pass right now 
between the two of them, I think Xbox Game Pass is still really the big winner right now. I mean, the number of companies that they have acquired yeah, yeah. in order to have the, the portfolio that they do for players, it's insane. What are your thoughts on this, Jacob? Bungie and Sony, yeah. they're besties. So, so what, what I think is, I think Bungie, I think Bungie has a game in a pipeline that Sony loves. Because $3.6 billion is a hell of a lot of money for a studio that hasn't really built a successful game, and correct me if I'm wrong, since Destiny 2. Right. Yeah. I think PlayStation, you know, they're obviously good friends. They've obviously been working together. I think Bungie may be creating a game that PlayStation really believes in and really wants it to be exclusive. Because $3.6 billion, that's a, that's a lot of money. I don't know how many staff is in Destiny, or I mean, is in Bungie, um, but $3.6 billion, that's a lot of money. That's we're talking like Halo days of money right there. I mean that that's what that's what I think of. Like that's that's just how big Halo was until up up until Halo Reach, where it was then taken over by three four three. So you're right. I I think that's a pretty good guess. We could see something big come out of Bungie being an all you know all exclusive game for Sony. So we'll have to see. And that that really hurts uh, fans of of Microsoft because you know. They've done such a great job recently of making sure that PC and Xbox gamers are basically one and the same. I mean, I've got to be real. The Xbox Series X is basically uh, an overhyped computer that's just held back by being being a console, right? It's got the power of a PC computer, but it's it's still a console. So it's it's super cool to see. But hey, I mean, it's the, it's just the business of capitalism, I guess. It's just, you know. Bungie being bought up by this company and wanting to do better deals and make more money with Sony. I mean, that's probably it. I mean, if it's not, I'd be surprised, but here we are. You know, speaking of money, yeah. next up we've got the stock market phase. Phase hitting the stock market yesterday. Um, they were their shares did fall below where they were expecting, but yeah. this is huge uh, for you know this conglomerate of esports players, uh, you know, creators making their own way in the world. I mean, Phase is one of the largest clans out there we you know last week or the week before we were just talking about how 100 thieves laid off a bunch of employees and then all of a sudden you see phase being like yeah sucks to be 100 thieves um we're just gonna go announce ourselves on the stock market we're that confident okay um you know this is a big move for esports it's a big move for uh basically like having a, a group of people that are a part of such a like influential group on the internet, right? Creator economy, that sort of stuff. These are buzzwords that are tossed around. Um, yeah, I don't think there are too many companies like this that just get to go and say, hey, I'm just going to go join the stock market, right? I'm just going to go go public. Like that. that's a big deal. That's a big deal for any company. So this this is pretty huge for Face. Yeah. I'm curious to see yeah, how their shares are going to go over time here and like what – what is going to, like, bring the rise and fall to shares? Like, if somebody leaves the team, right, does that just drop the stock price yeah. at this point? Like, that's a big that's a big deal. There's there's so much that can affect the stock price of FaZe uh, because they're so kind of focused in, in the social media scene and on Twitter, on Instagram, mm -hmm. on Twitch. Uh, you know, that's, that's information that generally doesn't affect the stock market. Right, and Phase is one of the new age companies that's so social, that's so prevalent on the the digital interweb. That I think you're right. I think stuff like that can impact the the price. Right, if if Rain leaves and Rain is their best CS:GO player, yeah. does that impact the stock price of Phase? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so you know, I actually you know I've been watching Phase my whole life. So I bought in yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, surprisingly. I actually bought it at a good time because I'm up 7.32% already. Wow. Um, unbelievable. 
I do anticipate I will be down at least 7.32% at some point within this month, but I'm holding it forever. Hey, um, there you go. They're up today. We're up 2.63%, baby. Phase up. Uh, we'll Phase see where up. it goes. Phase up. Glad to hear you got in, Jacob. Good stuff for you. Great to hear it. Uh, very cool for Phase. We'll see where it goes. Uh, it it does sound, sound like it's going to be highly volatile for a company that's so based around social media, which moves quickly, moves very quickly. Up next, we have a very exciting announcement. Fortnite bringing back Collegiate Cups next semester. This is a big move. Getting into the collegiate scene for esports. Uh, both of us here, actually, I think you, you also have experience in this as well, Jacob. Uh, working in the collegiate esports scene, that is a big moneymaker for any game. But it is extremely hard to do because the life of a college student, if you're an esports player for a college, unless you've been given a full ride and you're practicing the game every single day because you are on a team's professional esports like team. You know, for example, I went to DePaul University in Chicago and DePaul University is a part of the Big Ten Esports League. And, you know, this is great and all. But the thing is, is like if your school is not a part of the Big Ten Esports League or you're not a part of like a, a bigger league in general, um, you know, where is the money to be made other than you're trying to farm the collegiate scene for maybe some players who are a little bit older than your 15, 16 year old gamers? Uh, that just don't have as much time as as a high school kid or even a middle school kid to to really uh, you know do those big money money making plays on stream for the pros. So again, really cool to see the collegiate support, but uh, a lot of people consider college a little bit too late uh, in terms of like the pro esports scene. Many think that by the time you reach your you know your lower twenties, your your skills that you had as a 15, 16 year old upper teens have kind of just depleted. You know, uh, League of Legends pros start out at those early ages because uh, people consider people in their 20s as washed up. They just don't have the hand-eye coordination to be able to, you know, really click as fast and react as fast as they need to. What do you think, Jacob? Is this a positive thing for the college scene or is this Fortnite just trying to make a little bit of extra money on top of the fact of, you know, they already make a ton? Uh, so... What I'm wondering is, you mentioned that collegiate esports are a big money maker. Who are they making money for, and who's paying them that money? Great question. Uh, you know, I think tertiary sponsors are usually the biggest players in a collegiate league. So we're talking about your Coca-Colas, your Pepsi-Colas, your Mountain Dews, your Red Bulls. These bigger brands that already have sponsorships with the school that get in on these esports leagues to be like, yo... We are the sponsors of this tournament. So a lot of these collegiate leagues will have like, oh, welcome to the collegiate league of this. This is sponsored by Coca-Cola. And you'll these big swathing divisions of, of companies that have nothing to do with esports are so invested in getting involved with esports because they want the people there to be drinking and consuming their product and to see that they are on the front end of, I mean, what has been a, a huge yeah. wave of of innovation when it comes to gaming and competition. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I think you're actually, you're, you're right. Um, and it, it's true with a lot of sports, right? The, the best players, they don't always come from college, right? In the, in the MLB, the best players, they're all drafted out of high school. They're all pitchers throwing 95 oh, with yeah. weird arm slots as lefties <laughs> or they're six, nine, yep. uh, or they're kids from the Dominican who, who, 
you know, hit like crazy and run like wild. Shipped over, um, you know. It's same for esports, right? Yeah. The, the talent can be seen early. Um, and I think, you know, I think collegiate esports are, it's so great regardless of that. Oh, yeah. right? These aren't kids who are going to go to the MLG, right? They're kids who are going to, you know, be engineers and, and maybe even be doctors. Um, it would be ridiculous if you were a competitive esports player and being a doctor just based on what, what I've heard. Um, but, you know, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's real camaraderie they're building. It's real teamwork. Yeah. You know, I wish I had more of an experience as a college esportsist. Um, you know, I went to a small school that didn't have anything like that. Um, but it, I, I think college esports is great. It's a good time. And you're right. Camaraderie is a great word to use. I, it, it's, it's so apparent for all of the esports that they have. Um, does it get a little toxic? Sure. You know, that's esports in general. But the communities try their best to not not be so toxic. So, yeah, this is cool to see. Very excited to see where it goes. Hopefully it's successful. You know, period. Okay. This one's so funny. GameStop. We all know GameStop. Love, love GameStop. Bring in a $50 game, get $3, right? Okay, well, GameStop basically has completely rebranded their company. They have said, yeah, our regular brand and model, it just doesn't do so good. That doesn't mean they're shutting down their stores, but, you know, at some point in the future here, they probably will. But the GameStop NFT marketplace has actually eclipsed the sales of Coinbase NFT. And so this is this is kind of crazy. The amount of money <clears throat> and uh, volume that they have done uh, in their opening week of sales is just it's hilarious to think that you've got the super big official company Coinbase, right? That's like, we are the next generation of Web3. We got this. We support all of you. We've got the infrastructure for everything that you can imagine. And then GameStop's like, lol, NFT, uh, we're going to have a marketplace. Uh, check us out. And people are buying in. They are buying into it. Now, I don't know whether this is because of during during COVID, people bought into the their GameStop shares, right? You know, uh, people buying up the stock to to go uh go up against those hedge funds that were trying to short the stock and uh people made out with some huge money um you know obviously this is not that but you know this is it's pretty funny to see GameStop NFT do better than Coinbase I just think it's a little ironic seriously yeah so you know the the interesting thing about about this is that it's about volume and I think that's a little misleading because you know Coinbase went out and built their own tech and their own NFT platform uh Whereas GameStop white labeled it from Immutable, right? Immutable is a huge, huge, huge company in this space. And, you know, I, I'm kind of going back on, on the fact that it's, it's you know, but, but basically some of the NFTs that are available on GameStop NFT are also available on Immutable. Oh, and I okay. think it may just be some people choosing to buy them on GameStop. And, and, you know, basically the fact that they're able to come out with such you know, first of all, the support of such a big company, but also a really big collection of, of NFTs from games like Alluvium, from games like Guild of Guardians. Yeah. You know, that's beneficial. Just on first glance, it does actually look like a better site than Coinbase NFT. Um, you know, I love this move from GameStop. GameStop will never die, right? That's one thing. You know, unfortunately, I didn't buy the stock at $3, but I literally used to think like, you know, GameStop, they may have a horrible business model, but they have the biggest name in gaming. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, there were, there were a lot of kids where the best thing that could happen to them is them getting driven to GameStop. 
Like mm-hmm. that was me for Literally like me. 10 years of my life. Oh yeah. And, and that brand loyalty is never going to end, right? Even the fact, even though GameStop paid you 12 cents on the dollar for your used games, oh, we man. still love them and we will never stop loving them. It's true. Uh, you know, it, I, I, that's just, I think GameStop's here to say it's a great move. And it's exciting, honestly. It is. It really is. This is, it's funny to see. Hopefully they keep doing well and it doesn't fall short. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Okay, this one's a good one. Uh, Minecraft coming out publicly to say that uh, NFTs are a big no-no. You know, uh, so there was this announcement for something called NFT Worlds that a lot of people were super hyped about. Oh my god! And Mojang basically came forward and said, "Yeah, this this is a no-go. This is a no-go." And yeah. so everyone in the community, you know, I actually saw this coming. Yeah, you I know, mean, how could so you NFT not? Worlds was a big time, but NFT Worlds is a big time project. Yeah. NFT Worlds had like a 15 ETH floor price at one point, and it's sick. Like, it is really sick. What you know, it's basically, you know, you buy a plot of land and it has unique characteristics. Yeah. Right. And you, you know, you may have a lot of oil, you may have a lot of ore, you may have, have a lot of diamond. Um, and, you know, what they were building towards was a game where these kind of worlds came together and it really mattered which, which resources you had because that would affect how it played out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of projects built on Minecraft, uh, a lot of NFT projects. And, you know, it, it, I never bought in cause I always just said like, they're, they're borrowing this license that they don't have access to. Um, so, you know, it's, it's unfortunate for, for these projects, but you know, they, they also knew that when they started, right. You, you really think Minecraft, which is a kid's game is going to let you, you know, build NFTs on their game, right? That's, that's a little bit ludicrous. C- correction. You think Microsoft is going to let you make money off of their game? <laughs> you re- that that's the correction. Okay, Mojang doesn't really care, right? It's Microsoft. Now Mojang does that's care, a good point. but it's Microsoft that cares. They own they own Minecraft, right? Yeah, if if Microsoft is going to do NFTs, they're going to do NFTs, not you. Not it, it's funny. I, I, I was watching it so, somehow. I don't even think I really watched too. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. But it was just a YouTube video where it was like installing the most viruses I possibly can on my computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen and, this. And what the guy did is he just went to free Minecraft installs on the internet and just <laughs> was like, yeah, so this is how you get the most viruses possible oh, on your computer. Go ahead and, and test it out. Too funny. Just funny. Listen, man, the, the day of the, when someone realizes that Minecraft is in a free game, that's the day you grow up, the day you gain actual consciousness, you know, <laughs> that, that, that was it for me. You know, I'm, I'm just chilling all of a sudden I have to pay twenty three ninety nine for Minecraft to go, what? Huh? Oh my goodness. I exist in the world. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But yeah, uh, you know, good, good for Mojang. I support this. I know there are people who are like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, just wait. The future is going to prove them wrong. I'm like, prove them what wrong. They're the, they own the game. If they want to swap yeah. over from microtransactions to NFTs, they will. But for now, it's just not accessible for them. Now, it's pretty funny that for a game based around blocks to not be on the blockchain at some point in time, I mean, that's kind of ironic, too. But, you know, we'll, we'll just yeah. leave that be. We'll just leave that be for now. We'll leave that be. Uh, U.S. federal agency issues legal advisory on NFT investments. So this is pretty cool. Um, 
so basically they're like, hey, senators, uh, you know, people in government, you got to tell us if you're making any money or if you're holding any NFTs that are going to give you some type of investment or some type of monetary gain, um, which this is a big step in, you know, having NFTs be classified as some type of security, which has been a topic of conversation for quite a while now between different federal agencies. How do you classify an NFT? Well, if you're holding it for a certain amount of time, trying to get a certain amount of money made off of it, because whether you are pumping the project or you're waiting for this thing to just go up, right? It's, you know, you're waiting for it to make some money. And, and uh, you know, the, the Uncle Sam doesn't want to be left out uh, not getting a piece of the pie. So you got to you got to let us know, you know, uh, if you're if you're making big money. Now, we all know that uh one of their one of the most famous people for for stocks right now is um I'm trying uh, Nancy Pelosi is probably one of the greatest stock traders of our time. One of the best. You know, I, I don't know if you've heard about this, Jacob, but there are people who religiously watch Nancy Pelosi's uh, stock filings every every quarter or, or how, however often she files them. And then people go and copy her profile because it's just so good. She had thousands of shares mm -hmm. in NVIDIA just casually, just not knowing how good it was going to be. <laughs> it's so funny. So funny. But, yeah, this is. This is a big deal um, when it comes to legal ad legal advisory, right? That's I think those are the key words. It's like, yeah, this this is what you should do. Yeah, you know, it, it looks like a lot of this is based on property, uh, which is what I'm seeing. And you know, right next to this article is news that South Korea has postponed their 20% tax on crypto gains to 2025, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. A 20% tax on crypto gains is not bad right you know there's bigger taxes that exist in in the That's world true. for sure yeah right i know in new york there's actually a tax on sports books where you have to pay 51 percent of your profit to new york city um maybe it's new york state but still that that is what's a, what's called a ludicrous tax and none Holy of the bookmakers crap. in new york city or new york state are making any money um but you know th this is all coming in due time you know I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, you know, we, we cover news like this every so often, and it's just evidence that there will be some sort of regulation uh, and you should prepare for it you yep. know, to not get screwed over when it comes live. Yep. Uncle Sam and the IRS are not people to mess with and so at the SEC too. I mean, they're, these agencies will get you. So don't, don't cheat them out. Don't cheat yeah. yourself because they will find you. They will. They will. Do your own research, folks. Come on. Come on. Be, be smart. Okay, next up, uh, Time Magazine, ninety nine. I had no, I had no idea that they were a ninety nine year old publishing house. That's crazy, ninety nine year old Time Magazine. Um, they're trying to lead kind of the forefront in terms of NFT legacy media. So they've got these super spicy looking wow. NFTs that are collection. And I, I, I was like, it's probably a collection of like magazine covers. But uh, when you look at these, I mean, it was so cool. They they had one on there from like 1947 or like 1943 or something. Uh, that was just a collection of like the like the entire years, just like magazine covers or like a selection of them. It's yeah. so cool to see. So cool. Um, it is cool. You know, it's interesting. It only sold for 0.05 ETH. Yeah. 
which goes to show that maybe a there's huge a lot company, of them. You know, a huge company like this, right, doesn't always guarantee success of of massive sales. I mean, think about it, Jacob. The people that are buying Time Magazine, are you going out and buying Time Magazine? Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, right? It's people that are probably 20 to 30 years older than the both of us. How many of those people truly yeah. understand Web3 and NFT innovation? I don't think many of them do. And mm -hmm. so it's great that they're yeah. trying to lead the front here, but no kid is going to go, oh, I want a Time Magazine NFT. That's so cool. It's like, why? Why is that so cool? You know, because here's the thing. You can't <laughs> – let's say – Let's say you, you sell a cover of, like, a controversial figure on the front of Time because Time has not always been with the Times in terms of, uh, you know, being PC. That's not their job, right? But, you know, let's say there's a controversial Time cover that sells as an NFT. What do you do, right? You know, what, what does a team do with that? Is that acceptable? Like, what if it's found in their wallet and people are like, why do you have that? You know, I'm just being theoretical. I don't know if there's a Time Magazine cover that's extremely, like, you know, uh, controversial or not. But, you know, I, there I certainly just, could be. There, there, I feel like there definitely is. 99 years and you, you go without not posting something controversial. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Just just <laughs> putting this to bed. Like, I feel like it's so cool to see their legacy media. But I don't know if NFTs are going to be the way to to really hone in the people that are buying your magazine. Like, if I'm an well, if well, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I got if I'm buying well, time, well, I said the coolest. Okay, you, 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 you. If I'm buying time, I'm buying a physical copy of like Jackie Kennedy on the cover, right? I want to put that up on my wall and go, "That's Jackie," you know, or Marilyn Monroe, right? If I want to see Marilyn Monroe on the cover of Time, which I'm sure she was, I think she was. Um, I want that physical copy on my wall. I don't want it on the freaking internet hiding in a wallet. I'm not gonna hide Marilyn Monroe, okay? I want, I want that Time magazine on my wall. Anyways, what were you gonna say, Jacob? I you know I think the coolest thing is that they now accept thirty-three currencies for digital subscriptions. That's pretty right. Cool. So maybe it's a play at the younger audience, but you know maybe it's just them accepting that companies have to innovate if they want to succeed. It's not a big deal for them to accept thirty-three currencies, uh, cryptocurrencies, right? It's all done via the same payments API. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I, I like this from time. I you know I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna go and buy a subscription to the digital magazine. But uh, I'm certainly a bigger fan of Time Magazine than I was when we started this episode. There we go. There we, that's all that matters. There we go. <laughs> Time, you got another fan. There you go. Okay, up next, Coinbase. <laughs> Coinbase coming out. I love this. I think this is hilarious. They li Literally, Coinbase comes out, and all they do is they go, we are not affected by the exposure of Celsius completely failing and flopping. And all of a sudden, Coinbase stock goes up. Up, up, and away. Uh, definitely, definitely takes a little bit of a rise. Um, I don't know if there was any proof to this. Like, we're not affected by this at all. No exposure to collapse crypto firm. They just came out and said it. I mean, if it's the truth, great. If it's not, this looks so bad. So I, you know, taking it at face value. Many articles were saying that, you know, they had said, we're not affected by this, by Celsius, you know, falling down. Um, and so, you know, people were like, oh, that's pretty good for Coinbase. Okay, let me let me buy into their stock. So this is this is interesting. And, you know, it's a little bit of a theme this week. Stock market coming up a few times here. 
uh, for esports, crypto, and even NFTs. So this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool to see a big a big stock market week here, as uh, many cons- you know keep talking about a a potential recession that keeps coming and coming. And it's like, yeah. I think we're already in it, Chief. I don't know, um, you know. But for now, yeah. What do you think, Jacob? Are are they really it, it not was- exposed? I mean, I don't know. Well, so Coinbase has like their own tether. So I think there's a lot of worry. You know, there's always a lot of worry about tethers and the fact that they can become depegged and whether they're fully backed, right? A lot of the scrutiny is not on USDC, which I believe is Coinbase's coin. I think they partnered with like Circle, two companies that start with a C to create USDC. Mm -hmm. Um, The worry is about T, right? USDT tether, uh, which is owned by the tether corporation. Yeah. so I, I think it's just, you know, it, you know, it, it, it's just something for them to say because they're really, really exposed to that area, right? The tether area, it's serious, serious business if, you're, if your tether gets depegged. Um, you know, UST wasn't even in that same category, right? That was like a pseudo tether that was like, mm-hmm. you know, not backed necessarily by anything because, you know, as soon as someone decides to sell their, their uh, Luna, right, that affects the price of, of UST, so I think it was just due diligence for Coinbase to, to make that statement. Good for them. Glad they came out and said it. Uh, we'll see if it's true. I mean, you're right. They do have their own tether. So I guess they're, I guess they're okay. I guess, they're, you know, we'll see. We, we, we will see. We will see. Okay. Final, final topic. I'm pretty excited about this one. Bitcoin finally going up a little bit here, but it's not the Bitcoin that I'm worried about. No. Now, Bitcoin can go shit, shit a brick for all I care. Dogecoin, baby. <laughs> to the moon. Oh, yeah. Um, Doge, <laughs> Doge getting a rise the past couple days out of probably one of the <laughs> best things that I've heard lately, which is this. Tesla's filings come out and Elon goes, we have not sold one Dogecoin at all. And I and, and literally it literally sends people into a doge frenzy. People are like, holy crap, Tesla is still holding on to doge. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> this is this is what I'm critical of. OK, for all of my love for Dogecoin, because I am a holder. You know what? I was up at four thousand dollars at one point, And I said, I'm still going to hold. I'm now down to four hundred dollars. We lost to zero, but I have faith. But. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tesla doesn't Tesla does not determine what Doge does. It's the Doge father himself, Elon Musk, who decides if Doge goes up or down. So I love that Tesla's holding on this Doge. It's great because you can like they have all this they have all of it, first of all, because you could buy merchandise off of Tesla for Dogecoin. Like that was a thing. It still is a thing. Yeah. And so the question is, what happens when Tesla goes, yeah, we're going to liquidate all of our Dogecoin holdings? I mean, you've got to wonder if Tesla is like a major whale in the Dogecoin scene now. Because when you've got a major company coming out going, give us your Doge and we'll give you like product in return, you've got to have an amassed fortune of Dogecoin at that point. I'm just guessing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's yeah. interesting. It's really interesting that they didn't sell their Dogecoin, right? Because they sold 75% of their Bitcoin. 
right? Well, that's the thing. And yeah. I don't know how much Dogecoin they own. But, I don't know uh, either. But you know, there, there is some legitimacy. I mean, there is some. This does pique my interest, actually, because I didn't even think of Dogecoin when he said he sold seventy-five percent of his Bitcoin or, or Tesla. That is. But if they're keeping it, they may try to use it as the currency for Tesla to some degree, right? And that's, you know, that's, Dogecoin has its place, right? Dogecoin means something, right? It, it's, it's the meme coin, right? What it means is it means. Um, and and that's, that's cool. And, you know, Tesla could really embrace Dogecoin and, and bring it back to, you know, let's, let's go all the way to $10. I mean, let's that'd be it. I, That'd be a dream. Okay, that'd be that'd be now. Yeah. Let's let's have Shiba Inu coin go to a dollar. Okay, I will. I'd be quitting. I'd be quitting. I, <laughs> I'd make so much money. I have so much Shiba Inu coin, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like the amount of money that I put into these projects initially was like ten dollars. So it's not the not even yeah. like I like put in a ton. It's just I was so early that I've I've made off well. I've made off well. So yeah, this yeah. is this means a lot to me. Um, hopefully, Doge is the currency of the future. Um, you know, I I see. See, here's the thing: Dogecoin was built specifically to be a currency, rather than uh, a a piece of property or security like Bitcoin. That's the difference. That's why Doge can work because it's been built in a certain way to be used as a as a payment rather than like oh i own this much bitcoin it's like yeah i own this much dogecoin but also um a lot more people are more open-minded to saying yeah this is worth like a hundred hundred doge you know um mm -hmm. so kind of cool kind of cool so we'll kind of see how that goes but hey thank you so much jacob and thank you everybody else for joining us today this has been a blast uh, being back here on the Esports Forever podcast. Uh, more action coming at y'all soon. Be sure to go check out our TikTok uh, at uh, Esports Forever, or no, sorry, at Zen Sports, um, where we uh, post Esports Forever. Uh, I do, you know, uh, daily news clips of different topics, whether it be NFT, esports, gambling, crypto, and more. Um, it's sort of like this, but a little bit more shorter pace. So be sure to go check that out. Uh, drop a follow here on. Uh, on uh, Spotify, other streaming platforms, subscribe, comment down below, like the video for YouTube, that sort of stuff. And uh, once again, big shout out to EMP.Money, our sponsor for our tournaments, our videos, our podcasts, and everything in between. It's been a good time. Jacob, thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, This was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Big time. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, we out.